Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Fat. Yeah, I'm, I'm Mike. Fat. I didn't want to do this, but I think if it was from like my chest up, even though that I am growing boobs, I, I'm against showing my belly. That's all right. What are you gonna do? You're showing your support for for what? I don't know. Pick a pick a pick a a, a colored band. <laughs> yeah, a pick colored a colored band. band. Well, what, I like purple. What does this mean? <laughs> So today we're going to talk about what makes a life meaningful. Having fat in your belly, that makes it meaningful. You know, what, what's the guy who's at the Buddha? Buddha would probably agree with that. You know, I heard that Buddha wasn't actually fat, but then again, I don't know much about it. What, just a sculpture adds 250 pounds? Well, I think, I think it's uh, metaphorical for his kindness is fat, I guess. I don't know. We should probably Maybe should it was something else that was fat. Yeah, maybe. Well, you know, that's terrible. There's a lot of jokes in there. Terrible jokes, not real <laughs> jokes. Terrible, terrible jokes that aren't funny. Anyways, uh, yeah, what makes a life meaningful? What do you think? Uh, well, as an atheist, I... An oh, wait, 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 wait. That's like, okay, hold on. We're going to stop and pause. That's like people who eat kale and... and what, what else? As a vegan. As a vegan... As a vegan, my opinion is way more important than yours. As a racist, or no, I'm sorry, an atheist, a racist. Oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> I'm an atheist, I'm not an, a racist. Um, we both hate equally. Uh, I, I equal opportunity hater. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. I I think the meaning of life is to live life to ha- at whatever makes you happy. That's what I think the meaning of life and meaning living a meaningful life is about. So that's pretty easy. I can go into more detail, I guess. But what about you? What do you think? So you feel that a meaningful life is whatever makes you happy? I think the journey to what makes you happy is pretty important as well. I don't. Th- I think if you just automatically got things and you were happy, it wouldn't be as... You wouldn't be as happy unless you went through the journey, meaning or working for it, or like, like when you build something with your own two hands, you appreciate it more than if it was just handed to you. I think that makes sense. Yeah, no, because that's what I was gonna say. You know, I could be born a trust fund brat and spend my entire life being a douche and riding jet skis, and my life wouldn't be very meaningful, but I'd probably be happy. Would you? I don't know. I, well, I, I know think, I wouldn't be. I like, don't think you would be happy. There's a lot of no. people out there that are. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that that that's probably. There's a lot of people that are like that, that have tons and tons of money, and I don't think that's what makes them happy. Well, obviously, because people with tons and tons of money typically have a ton of addiction issues, a ton of, you know, skeletons in the closet, lots of, you know, shit like that. So I don't think money does create happiness. No, no, I don't think it does either. But it, for, as a poor person, though, it would create some happiness knowing that everything's paid for and stuff like that. But I don't think a rich person would get that because they are born into it. Well, yeah, because poor people are constantly trying to find uh, relief from well, equilibrium. Their situation. They want, yeah, they want to uh, focus on something that they want to focus on instead of being a slave to the nine to five. In theory, I mean, depending on if you like your job, but I don't know very many people who do like their job. Yeah, you know, I don't think anybody likes a job after a while. I mean, even if you got your dream job, I think after year you know 250 <laughs> or what it seems yeah you're 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 tired of it you're, well i don't you know. know it depends like I there's think- like a japanese thing i forget what it's called but 
like spending like hours and hours and hours of your life doing this one thing, like building a bridge. I think there was a YouTube video on that or uh, making little toys or something and you, you become a master at this and you find joy in getting to that next level or a Buddhist monk who uh, learns how to meditate to this extreme level where they can just like control their body in ways that we couldn't even imagine. And they'd take hundreds and hundreds of hours developing these, these and things. And I definitely understand that. Um, you have what you're saying and the Asian cultures have a way different appreciation of work and how well they do their job. You know, just, I remember reading an article or watching a video or something about the, these, these people in China that their whole job is just making sure the streets are clean and sweeping up and stuff like that. And yeah. Become, I think that's in Japan too. I mean, you go to Tokyo or something like that and it's just like ridiculously clean. Yeah. And, and these guys take so much pride and they're so happy to do their job and shit. If I'm at work and they like, well, the floor is looking really bad under your, your you know, your bay mop that out. I'm like, Oh my God, I got a mop, you know? So I think that's definitely a, an Asian culture thing. I guess, arguably at the same point in time, Japan and China have, ridiculously high suicide rates. So is that just a perception thing? Uh, I think it depends again. Um, yeah, no, it, like it does seem, well, th- th- I think the suicide things happened to, from like people in like factories doing monotonous things all day too. Right. I don't know if it's necessarily a monk going out in the middle of nowhere and learning how to breathe for 20 years. I think, it, I think it's human nature though, to anytime you're forced to do something and, and at the end of the day, yeah, anyone can quit their job. You know, my, my stepdad does that. We all have our free will and our own decisions and our decisions have repercussions and you got to be able to live with those repercussions. And so like, if you absolutely hate your job, you can always just, you know, walk away. And while that's true, it's not true. You want to continue to pay your mortgage. You want to continue to, you know, have a car. You want to continue to, you know, have food to eat. Then you really just can't just up and walk away. You can start looking you know, and you may be successful and may find something different, but you can't, you're not just completely free to just, yeah, I screw this. I'm done. Yeah. And that's, I think the misconception of what freedom truly is, um, is freedom when you're in debt to a society through mortgages and car payments. I mean, or is it like society putting those pressures on you to have those things and putting you into servitude? the question like, well and i you know don't have a tinfoil hat nearby anywhere but i think that's almost a conspiracy that that there's been a a attack on especially the middle class because uh, they're the largest swath of people in the nation and uh yeah you know keep them busy on 40 to 40 plus hour work weeks or you're too tired basically to come home and explore your own. I mean, I'll tell you this project that we do between the comic, the band, this it's a, it can get exhausting. Oh, we can absolutely put an easy 40 hours a week into something like this, but we also work 40 hour jobs and also have families and also yeah. have other obligations. And so I think that, you know, I, I, I scheduled it out actually, and it doesn't seem like very much out of a 365 day year, but 40 hours a week at 52 weeks a year is 93 days. It's 93 days cut out of your life that you can't be working on progressing other endeavors like what we're doing here. And which we enjoy doing these, which is the difference, I guess, is the question. And it, what what makes your quality of life better um, is a big thing, too, because, I mean, what we do for a living not, is not necessarily what we want to be doing. As right? to, to steal something from Letter Kenny, you know, if you enjoy what you do, you never work a day in your life. Yeah. And I've on I've never experienced that in my life yet. But yeah. And, and then you're know, on top of it. You know, you, you do. Everything's indebted. 
you know, you gotta you gotta get a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar house, you gotta buy a sixty thousand dollar pickup, you gotta, you know, get three credit cards. Up oh, tires cost seven hundred dollars, get a credit card at this, you know, at the tire store for that. And now you're in debt, now it continues. And, that, and that's your, not that's not mentioning the actual stuff that you need to do, like buy groceries for your kids that are the most important things, you know. And yeah, obviously you have to have a roof over their head and you have to get them to school. So I don't know. Do we put that pressure on ourselves, and does that make our life less? Well, I mean, you could definitely, again, going back to what my, you know, my stepfather said, you can definitely choose not to go that path, and you have to make some choices. Like, you can't choose that if you had kids. Well, that's what I'm saying. You have to choose not to have kids. That would be one of those choices. And if you want kids, then you're, you are you going to be happy? You know. And then if you do have kids, you really can't make the decision of screw it. I'm just going to go live off the grid. Well, you could. You can be a dickhole. Well, I mean, but really, you can't. There's almost. I, I'm sure I you can. No, there's people who do that. I mean, not being a dickhole, as I mean, like make the decision that you want don't want to stay with your wife and kids and go live by yourself. Oh no, no, yeah, that's what I mean. There's that decision, but no, but you're saying like actually live off the grid with your kids. And yeah, life. and that's not matter of fact. I think there's actually like laws anymore that you know dictate what you're allowed to do and what children Man, absolutely have think to have. So. Oh yeah, I think, I know. I think you can do that. I'm telling you, there's homesteaders right now that are going out in the middle of nowhere and homesteading and homeschooling their kids. You know, I mean, I know like the Amish population. And whatnot, yeah, that's well, that. that's that's definitely a, uh, that's been going on for years. But yeah, I, I don't mean, know. I mean, I would have to look. It more is, into I that. think it's possible to definitely do that, but I don't think that's an easy route. I mean, that's like maybe we should do like a documentary piece on that one day. Just like try to maybe. Go find you like in in uh, in my area we have the uh, uh they're like Quaker kind of people and they are a community within themselves. I mean yeah they'll shop at the Walmart and stuff like that, but they still stick to the traditional dress of like the early you know eighteen hundreds. Yeah, that, that the whole thing is so bizarre to me. I think it'd be interesting. We should do it. We should we should go out there and ask them if we can do like. Well, a, they're obviously doing it. That. They've been doing it for years and years and years. So I guess what's the question that we're answering? Is their life happy? Are they? content doing these things right which i think they are but is it is it content because of ignorance i don't think it's ignorance i think it's just i think the big part of those things like the amish and the mennonites and all them i think the big part of that is community and i think that's a big part of what makes people happy is being a part of something bigger than yourself yeah i think that's why people like when they leave the faith like what is that thing called where the teenagers go? And yeah, I don't remember what it's called. They, oh, they leave for Rosh a Shama or something like that. I don't know, dude. Again, we're average Joes. We're probably, I don't know the exact. But that would be interesting, though, with the Mennonites, though, because like the Amish, they are secluded. They do not have these normal things. Whereas like the, the Mennonites or the uh, Quaker type people, they do have modern things. They have pickups. They have electricity. They, you know, they just choose to usually live out in farmland they co-op you well yeah know. they try to live the simplest life as they exactly can. and they try to not interact with the crazy general public as much as possible yeah and that's just due to the religion but i do think that a lot of them are happy it's a harder life but i think it, they have a sense of community because there's not just 10 of them there's like a whole community like right. maybe a couple hundred i mean i don't know how many are in junction but yeah usually there's a whole community and the whole community's they're they're they move towards the goal of the community. So they'll build a barn together. You know, they'll build a house together and that's your uncle's house. And next week we're going to build, you know, your aunt's house. And, and I think that's a big deal with, uh, American culture right now that we really don't understand. Well, it's dog eat dog. Yeah. Right now the American culture is like (laughs) consume as much as you can. I heard a funny saying the other day, you know, and I think it summarized pretty well the American ideal do unto others before they can do unto you. Yeah, that's funny. 
that's that's sad but it's yeah you know that that's that's it's gamestop gamestop and the stock thing i mean that's that's exactly kind of what's happened oh yeah yeah yep they got all pissed off that yeah well you should read about that that's a thing that happened and and a whole another podcast yeah and a whole other podcast so my <laughs> my definition of a meaningful life is i've kind of had the saying uh so if you're watching this who was your, listening who yeah who was your great grandfather now a lot of you you know i would say probably say 25 percent of you yeah maybe 50 percent know his name you know well, who's your, your great who's your great great grandfather and that's what i mean within your own bloodline you are only relevant for only a couple generations. I would say, yeah, maybe 100 and 150 yeah. years. Unless, then, unless you were famous. Unless you did something great. And I think that's my thing. I want to do something where my great-great-grandchildren still know who I am. That I've done something to benefit my family enough that... And it's not like an ego thing. I just I, I think it's sad that we don't really know who our great-great-grandparents are or even our great-grandparents. Why is that sad? Why does it matter? Because it meant that you didn't matter. Even your own blood. The people who... Yeah, but that's like saying you don't know your fifth cousin. Why does it matter? Because that is directly... You wouldn't exist without your great-great-grandfather. Well, yeah, obviously. So that is your direct bloodline. It is a person that you should... You, it yeah, but what if your great great grandperson was a terrible person? Well, then you should know that about him. You should know that, hey, my great 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 grandfather was the cousin of Adolf Hitler and he supported him. You know, that would be interesting information. And yeah, it's not great. It's not something to be like, hey, I'm just like him. Well, I know, but nowadays, without knowing your great grandfather, you can just take a DNA test and you could absolutely, if that's something that you want to know, you can know it. I guess in so, learning your history, and a lot of people do that. They they try to go into genealogy and they try yeah, to learn. Yeah, and, and a lot of people are doing that. So now it's going to make the whole network of genealogy. We're going to be able to tell who you know just by looking up something on the internet or go, uh, connecting into ancestry dot com. We'll know that. But but how how does this connect to a meaningful life? I guess is the question. Well, because like like I said, you've done something in which at least your family, at least at minimum, at least your family can recall and say, you know what, this guy did this and it was an awesome thing. It benefited us and it benefited, you know, possibly society if you do something great. Um, like, you know, I don't know my great-great-grandfather, but I know like my great-great-great-uncle, or maybe it's even four greats, created something called the McGuffey Reader, which is like the first English textbooks that were introduced into uh, American schools. That's cool. And you know, there's something. But how does that benefit you as a person? It doesn't benefit me as a person. But how does that enrich your life? It doesn't enrich me. It him. He did something yeah, great. Yeah, but he's and dead. I remember Why would he care? it because it was something great. See what I mean? Is the rest of people, the rest of my family, were like sheep herders and sheep farmers. It's you know, they they lived their life for them and they survived. I'm not saying they're bad or they're good. It just they just. They just existed. Right, but who's to say that they didn't live a, a great life? They probably did to them. But that's right. the, I guess that's the conversation is, is a meaningful life only meaningful if you're happy or should you do something that makes more people better off? Um. Okay, so there's two answers to that. Obviously, you want to help as many people as possible in your lifetime or touch as many people or you know influence not somebody like, in a positive way. Not like Epstein touched <laughs> yeah, people. No, not like Epstein. Uh. <laughs> anyways um no you yeah i get what you're saying but i think it starts with you in in order for you to be happy and spread the happiness and the good vibes is you have to be happy with yourself first and a lot of people aren't a lot of people will especially now the depression uh you know all this shit that we see on instagram with all these people doing these things that 
don't seem normal to us, you know, like they're rich enough to sail in a boat and yeah, and then they implant those ideas into yeah, our so children's you, you, heads that that's yeah. what normal is. Yeah, and you think that in order to live a meaningful life, you have to accomplish these outlandish and I've, things. And I've been in that argument with my oldest daughter. I want to go uh, this summer. I'm going to go travel to to this beach in the Cayman somewhere. How the fuck are you going to do that? You know, I mean, seriously, I'm not saying that you can't, and I'm not discouraging you from doing it. I'm just saying, what is your logical plan to accomplish that? Well, I don't know. I just see that all the time on Instagram, and these people are happy. Okay, these people are living off their mom and dad's trust Well, funds. a lot of that shit's not real either. I mean, a lot of it's just... Yeah, I know. No, the pictures. ones are even Photoshopped. Yeah, yeah. there's the Photoshop ones. I mean, realistically, that's, a, that's what it has to come down to. I think realistically, you have to know, as an average person, I'm not going to be the fucking queen of England or the king. Right. I'd like to be the queen, though. We all know you would. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so logically, uh, yeah. But does it mean... Okay, this is where it gets weird. Okay, do you think the queen's life is more valuable than yours? Okay, so like in the actual duties of the queen or like... Well, we know it's... Well, today we know that it's just a show. It's a figurehead. Yeah. The parliament almost, holds all the power. Right, okay, yeah. So if we were to go back to, let's say... You know, uh, uh, fourteen the fourteen hundreds or before was yeah, the queen's the life more important. Yeah, when the kings used to fight next to yeah. yeah. So were the queen's life for the king's life more important than mine? Absolutely, because they make decisions for the entire country. I maybe have a few cows. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, as far as okay, well, we're talking about today. I'm talking about like a celebrity. Is John Travolta's life worth more than Mike's? No, only his bank account is worth more, and to be. Well, well, hold on a sec, though. It may make a difference that uh, <laughs> your phone just yeah, <laughs> answered the question for totally. us. <laughs> yeah. No, um, it depends, though. Is John Travolta taking a lot of the money he's got and giving it out to the world and making the world a different yeah, place? Yeah, maybe he is. Maybe he is. And if that's the Not case, that, but then he's also, doing more than me. Yeah, he is doing more than you, but... Also, he makes movies that people enjoy. I've never watched any of your movies, Mike, at least. Exactly. So yeah. is John Travolta doing more than me? Yes. Is John Travolta's life worth more than mine? Probably, because of his status. Is John Travolta okay, a John more Travolta's, of a person than me? No. Well, I don't know. I think you could say like John Travolta's life is worth more to more people, right. not necessarily worth more to you or your family. Well, nothing's worth more to me than my family. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Or vice versa. The family, probably you mean more to your family than John Travolta means to them, too, as well. I don't know, though. I mean, have you seen him dance? He's a good dancer, man. Sunday Night Fever? Is that what it is? I I can't dance. Friday Night Fever. I don't know. Yeah, I can't dance. Grease? Grease? Was he dancing in Grease, too? Oh, yeah. He's dancing fool. Dancing fool. Yeah, so, (laughs) okay. The conclusion we make, John Travolta is better than everybody. Podcast over. (laughs) because <laughs> of his dance move no so my point is is like so you i was arguing that you were saying you should touch more people not in a bad epstein way <laughs> um which would make your life more meaningful but what i'm trying to say is we're normal people and my life has meaning when the people around me who i care about and know not john travolta not the person next to my fucking uh, country that I don't know or I never met. Sorry, I hear stuff going on in the background because my wife is not shutting the hell up. <laughs> and it's totally distracting me in this podcast. So if this is a shitty podcast, it's because of my shitty wife. <laughs> Anyways, JK. She's going to beat her up. Beat him up. Yeah, beat me up. Um, But my point is, 
we need to live a simpler life or else what we see on TV, internet and stuff, is just going to make us worse and feel worse. We shouldn't let these things buy into things and think that we need to live that kind of life because it's ridiculous and it will only bring uh, depression and stuff like that and make you feel bad. That's all I'm saying. See, and I think that, yeah, you should, you should try to do some, I think that's a lot of what we're doing with like the comic project. You know, yes, it's a comic and yes, it's, it's slotted technically as entertainment, but part of the goal is to get people thinking about, you know, theoretical things and maybe how that could be a reality, you know, maybe getting more involved into stuff such as, you know, uh, multidimensional theory or spiritualism or, you know, questioning what, what is out there? Is there more than this, more than what we see, more than what we're taught? And right. Instead of looking at an Instagram's page every five minutes and wanting to do what they do instead of that, just look inside and things are bigger than ourselves. Right. And, and I think that's, you know, that's a big problem I have. I run into people all the time and, you know, you start getting conversations of, of um, you know, like we we're just talking multidimensional theory or something. And they're like, why are you, why, why even wonder about that? Who cares? Like, well, why talk about football for, right. you but, know, all damn day or. Right. But I'll defend the guy who watches football. <clears throat> I mean, that's something that he enjoys in life. You talking about physics is something that you enjoy in life or n- wanting to know something that's beyond whatever. But one of these things has the, you know, if you got two highly, highly intelligent people, which I don't claim to be, but if you got two highly intelligent people and one's focusing on stats of football players and playing fantasy football and the other one's focusing on theoretical physics and, you know, atomic technologies and whatever, one of those two is more likely to make discoveries and change the future than the really? other. Or they're just going to read a lot of comic books that have stuff to do with that. I mean, if you, I don't know, see... It's like you're saying one would be better than the other, but I'm saying... Not as a person. I'm not saying one as a person is better than the other. I'm saying one is going to accomplish more, and accomplishment brings us closer well, that to... Could, I could say the same for you when you play video games for 10 hours at a time. True. I mean, 10 hours... What, what, I'm like sitting here learning how to uh, record videos, and Mike's playing video games for eight hours a day. <laughs> Hello, depression. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not... That's not a jab at Mike. That's just saying like, okay... But you enjoy doing that. That brings that brings something value to your life, though. And he, I mean, obviously, it can cross a point to addiction. A lot of these things can. But if if it's not doing anybody any harm, then I don't see anything wrong with it. Same way with the person who's watching football. But I get what you're saying by like trying to figure out to move the world forward with this person trying to figure out. Okay, well, let's figure out how we can grow more wheat in a square acre. And that seems like something fun that I can do, but that's rare. Well, that's why we had amazing philosophers and back in the day and not so much today. I think we still do. I think we still have a lot a lot of philosophers. I just don't think they're famous like John Travolta. <laughs> or, you know, they're not famous like Cardi B. You know, they're just not revered in society like they should have. I don't know if they were back in the day. Oh, yeah. No, go me and Soren Kierkegaard, uh, Nietzsche. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, all those yeah. people are very... Plato, and, and, Aristotle. And, 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 yeah. and the reason was is because there wasn't, there, there were no video games. There, there wasn't a, a football to stay on track of year round, even in the off seasons. There was 
there was a lot of time of boredom and pondering. And I think, you know, that's... You think that's being lost now because of the distraction? Of yeah, just I, think we're all, I think we're all distracted. When we're bored, we find a way to not be bored rather than embrace being bored and maybe making new discoveries. Yeah, but I think in moderation, anything can be fine. But yeah. again, I don't know what... The goal, I, I guess the, the title of the conversation is what makes a meaningful life. So I guess there's multiple questions to that. What makes a meaningful life on a bigger level, on a, on a, on a level of like society? What makes a meaningful life as a far as a normal person? What makes a meaningful life? So Mike thinks of what makes a meaningful life for him is maybe trying to move society forward. Trying to make more thinkers, more people who want to sit. Yeah, and- I mean, that's we need more of that period in this age, for sure. We need more thinkers and more cooperation, more compromise. I mean, that's the biggest thing, I think. We need to learn how to live with the people that we don't agree with. Well, and I think that comes with having more thinkers, because it comes with more thinking and more understanding comes, you know, alongside with it. Yeah, yeah, like the three things that I always say, like knowledge um, brings you to understanding, understanding brings you to compassion, and when you have compassion, you know, that's when the gates open up for more cooperation. Right. Um, as long and, as you stay within the bounds of common right. sense and, we, and logic. Well, we got well, we got to agree on things. We got to agree. Okay, nobody. Let's agree that murdering's bad. Right. As a society, we agree with that. So let's not murder people. You know, uh, as a society, we should agree that maybe a piece of cloth or something that represents a country or a nation or a state is less important than the people that live in this country, state, or you know, area. I think. People think these symbol things, and and I get it. I know why they do that because it's a it's a it's a it's a form of pride, is what it is. It's like I have pride in my country. I wave the flag, but don't punch somebody in the face because they accidentally let the flag touch the ground. What's more important, that friendship or the a piece of cloth hitting the ground? Right. Like, um, and I get it, and I get it. You know, our our ancestors fought the right for us to, um. Honestly, this is probably going to be a really bad thing, but those people fought for our right to do to be free. And a part of freedom is questioning the people who are in charge and questioning the people who, um, you know, make laws. We have to question, even if you agree with them on some things, you're not going to agree with everybody on everything, period. So I, there's things that I agree with Trump and there's things that I don't. Majority of them I don't. I don't like the type of person he is, but does that disqualify him to do this that or the other thing good i don't know you know same with biden same way with any president or anybody you always have to question them even if they're like you think they're your savior even even your your religion you have to question you have to question everything never stop questioning it well come up with your own you know we're not we're, you know and i agree with you on especially on the religion thing not saying question your religion as it's wrong, but just question how do you feel about what's being written and formulate your own idea because if you're steadfast in religion, that's even going to make you stronger in your religion because you've tested your right. own. You need to debunk what you believe. You need to, okay, well, what's the other side say? And sometimes your opinion will change, but normally, most likely for the better, right? right. It's going to make one side stronger. It's going to make you, a, a, you're going to make your platform stronger, your foundation stronger. But you have to ask the questions. You have to say, is this really right or is this really wrong? What's going on here? And a lot of times it's in the gray area. Right. And that's fine too. And I think that's, you know, one of my 
uh, role models, and it's no mystery because he gets brought up in damn near every podcast. Is Elon Musk? He's a normal guy. Who, I don't know how normal he is. He was normal. He was a normal guy. He was. He didn't show up here with millions of dollars. No. No one. You know. He everything he did, he made himself. Matter of fact, he's had it stolen from him a few times. But uh, he he's an example of he had an idea to be great, and I think even right now, as much money as he has, he would give it all away if he could solidify human advancement. Yeah, no, I think so too, and I think we need more people like that. But again, we don't know him personally, so who knows? But anyways, you be the judge. I think the point of this is is like what makes a meaningful life is up to you. That's my conclusion. Yeah, no, you know, put in the comments the five to seven of you that will watch this all the way through, which you think a meaningful life is, and debate it with each other. Yeah, for sure. Anything else? That's it. All right. Peace.